Welcome to Marriage Monthly. We are here to give you a boost in your marriage. This is Gabe and Melissa Kolstad, and we're going to be talking to you this month about spouse support. Mm -hmm. You know, things change in the seasons. Here we are in the fall of 2022. And we've just, we have just come through a very, we're not even through it, no. a very busy season. <laughs> um, and it seems like, uh, you know, a lot of stuff has changed in our life over the last year or two. Um, you might be the same, especially if you're coming out of COVID and thinking about how your work life has changed, your family life has changed. For us, our season of life has changed. And we're going to be speaking about how you support your spouse through all the seasons of mm-hmm. life because there's a lot of seasons. And, you can't assume that support in one season is the same as support in the next. Uh, so let's talk a little about that. Melissa's going to kick us off with a scripture passage. Well, so I was 20 when we got married. Yeah. And I'm 48 now. So a lot of seasons. I have gone through 28 a lot seasons. Of seasons <laughs> Years, cycles. With you. Yeah. And you have changed a lot. We are not what? the same. We, but yet we've always How have tried I to changed. Be, I've oh. got less hair. Your hair's gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it shows up in other places. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, there's just a lot of changes, and that's just and that's okay. We're just always trying to be supportive of each other yeah. through all the changes. So, but there's this passage that I just love. It's Ephesians four twenty three. It says, "Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together." with peace. There's so many words in there to keep in mind as we travel mm-hmm. through seasons and phases and all that. It's be humble, be gentle, be patient, make allowances. Oh, that's such a good one. Make allowances yeah. for each other when going through the seasons. Uh, make an effort to be united because it is hard as you go through the seasons and there's lots of changing and, and you're not really sure it's unpredictable. And so um, being together and being unified is really, really important. I think that passage is so good. Yeah. I, the, the, the idea of allowances <laughs> is the same as the word budget. So it's kind of like budget for slowdowns, budget for <laughs> arguments, budget for disagreements, budget for faults. You know, <laughs> and, funny. you know, if you think about like if you don't have those things in your budget, you feel like you're running out of money. But in this case, maybe we need to plan ahead for you know, work, maintenance in our marriage and yeah. and supporting each other in our marriage. And, and so that's what kind of what we're talking about today. One of the things that we were talking about and I feel strongly about is that any virtue that God wants to produce in the world, if you think about love as an example, God wants the world to be full of love. Well, he wants it first to show up in the church, those who would call themselves followers of Jesus. And if you back up then, any virtue like love that he wants to show up in the church, he wants to show up first in the family. Because if you think about like the institutions that God created, they're, yeah. they they go out, the ripple goes out, right? So should be in the world, but first in the church. If it's going to be in the church, first it ought to be in the family because that's a, a more even like basic institution. The family makes up the church. But if it's going to be in the family, love, it first has to be in the marriage. Yeah, so it goes marriage, family, church, world. And if it breaks down in any of those places, it never makes it to the next place. Mm. So if we think about what God wants to do in the world, we have to first start with our marriage. And we know that we wouldn't want to be in a marriage with no support, with no real love. 
So we're going to talk about how to do this in the different phases, okay? Yeah. So first phase that you get into in marriage is newlywed phase. Remember ours? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah, went to fun. San Francisco we for did. our San honeymoon. Fran. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, for us, we were totally broke. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Going into our, our next year of college, we kind of got married in the middle of college. So we knew we were, we, we knew we were broke. We knew we were going to stay broke. And so we planned a super cheap honeymoon. Um, half of it we paid for, half of it my boss actually paid for, yeah. and we got a free spot to stay in the Oregon coast after our little short time in San Francisco. But um, the idea of the honeymoon phase is that it's unique and it requires a certain focus that's different than the rest of the seasons. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 24 actually says that if a couple gets married, that the husband ought not to go out into war for the first year. You know what I mean? Because like if right. you if you get drafted into the military right out of the gate, and I'm not we're not judging anybody who's in this situation, but the principle is um, it takes time to get in sync with each yeah. other in marriage. Yeah. And supporting each other in the newlywed phase requires a certain attentiveness, yeah. a learning, right, of who are you, who mm-hmm. am I? How do we meld our lives together. Mm-hmm. And so just a couple of notes on this. Uh, support in the newlywed phase looks like this. It looks like integration. We're going to integrate our lives together. Right. The Bible says two shall become one. And we've always said when two become one, sparks are going to fly <laughs> because it's a, it's a big process, you know. So you're learning about each other. You're you're spending more time together than than you did before even. And that might, you might go like, well, that's not possible. More time than when we were dating. But it's more intentional time. It's more integrating time. It's more learning time. It's more serving time. And um, one of the things that helps with that is to learn not only what makes each other tick, um, what you want in the future, you know, discovering your dreams, all those things are so important. But also learning to plan together, I think, is really important. Because in in the early days, you do have... You've, you've brought your life into this thing, right? And so now you're supposed to somehow magically merge two lives. Well, it was full time in each place. So how's that going to happen? You're going to have to bring things together. And, um, you know, like one little practical aspect of this that still remains in every marriage is like Melissa and I, right after we're done with this, we got to go grocery shopping for a thing we're doing tomorrow. A class, yeah. And um, and so we try to find ways to do those things together. I'm trying my best to support Melissa in this. She's responsible for some food tomorrow in a class. And, you know, we can either go separate ways and go like, you do your thing, I'm going to do mine. Or just find those little times where we can do those things together. I don't like grocery shopping. She doesn't necessarily like, like grocery, grocery shopping, shopping for these things. But we're going to go like, okay, let's go be in misery together in the store. <laughs> well, because I have to, to buy kind of a lot. So yeah. I need two hands. And we got a, two hands four, four carried hands, out actually. to the car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it also gives us a chance to talk about things and just to feel like we're kind of in it together rather than separated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the newlywed thing. you got to figure out where are those times where we can intersect our schedules, our lives. We were like ships passing the night in in the newlywed phase so yeah. we had to really be intentional yeah. so you're both full-time mm-hmm. college and both yeah. working a lot yeah and so our schedules are different i remember our only crossover time was after like nine o'clock at yeah. night and uh, so and all had, our friends would come over and hang yeah out. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a lot of fun but yeah. you know in the early days how do you support one another with with that spouse support one of the things is to learn to involve both sets of friends yeah 
I think that's really important because yeah. you're used to in the single days, if you're just getting into marriage, you had your friends, right? And so um, it might be natural to think, well, we'll get married. They'll have their their friends. I'll have my friends. But the truth is we need to bring those things together. Those it's so much together. more fun if it does yeah, come it is. together. Yeah. And it's also more healthy because yeah. there can be a, a yeah, it can be kind of something weird about separate lives if you're bringing your life together. It's not to say that you can't have your own, you know, activities, obviously. Uh, but if you've got friends that your spouse doesn't even know, that's weird. Yeah. And um, if you spend a lot of time with people that your spouse isn't familiar with, that's weird. That's weird, yeah. And, you know, we got to bring those things together a little bit more. Um, I think the other thing is learn to pace your individual pursuits. I'll be honest, that's a struggle for me. Like, I have a <laughs> lot of pursuit. I have a lot of drive. I have a lot of ideas and a lot of things. And it can be difficult for me to pace those things in a way where I'm not edging out uh, couple time, you know, or edging out Melissa time. And so it's for me, it's got to be intentional to go, look, she's more important to me than any other pursuit. She's my number one pursuit. And we got to learn how to pace those individual pursuits and get into each other's worlds. So well, those are fun, a few things. It's fun to dream together when you're mm-hmm. young and newlyweds, like, or even if you're older newlyweds, but dreaming together about your future. Yeah. And it's so prominent, especially when we got married so young, thinking, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What are we going to see? Mm-hmm. How are we going to serve God? What are we going to, you know, where are we going to work? Like all that kind of stuff is all up in the air. So that the newlywed phase is fun, but can be yeah, challenging. It can be. But generally, after the newlywed phase is the parenting phase. Yeah. Generally. Not always. Not right? always, but generally. Yeah. Psalm 127, 3 says, Children are a gift from the Lord, a reward from Him. Now that's so true, but yet. Yeah. <laughs> I remember nursing Caitlin and potty training Dawson at the same time, and I was <laughs> exhausted all the time. I was touched so much, just constant. The kids were always on me that I had plenty of touch. My quota was filled. Mm-hmm. And then Gabe and would for come me, home. I'm like, my love language is touch His and words of affirmation. Yes, it's right? touch. Yeah. And literally, so he would come home from work and the kids have just been on me all day long. And he's like, let's hug and kiss. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? I needed to save some of my loves for him too. And and you have to be really intentional about that when you have a young family, mm-hmm. because a lot of times you, won't, you don't have any extra energy and you don't have any extra touchies for each other. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of exhausted. And that's not fair to your spouse. So it's well, important and I was to do thinking that. like the parenting phase could also be maybe like if you're not actually a parent, but you're in the grind. Yeah. I think in some ways it's the grind. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just 24 seven. Right. Yeah. And so there's probably application to somebody who doesn't have kids, but yeah. it's also in that grind. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when you have children climbing all over you all yeah. day long. Mm, yeah. But um, but yeah, you have to work really hard to have the extra energy mm-hmm. during this parenting phase to give to each other. Um, you know, we were really intentional when we were raising kids. Like we were very involved. Our kids all did lots of music and lots of choirs and did lots of um, sports. And we were at everything. Like yeah. literally, we went to everything. They, well, we especially were, you. I think yeah. there, there might not have been any kids activity that you ever missed. No, I don't think ever. Yeah. I would never miss anything. Yeah. I Yeah. I would have to be traveling to miss anything. Yeah. That's for sure. But um, but we were really intentional. Like we were involved in the school. I volunteered every every week. I made the kids lunches every day. Every day. I had them all laid mm-hmm. out. Oh, that was exhausting morning. Gabe always helped the kids with their homework because I do not do the homework thing. <laughs> so there's just a lot to that phase and it can be really, really um, draining for both of us. We were both really tired, but we were both really involved and I wouldn't trade it for the world now. And I look yeah. back at the involvement that I had with my kids when they were young. I'm so glad I didn't neglect that 
and was too busy for that. I'm, I'm glad I poured into it. Um, I probably could have paced myself a little bit better because it was a lot. We have three kids. So, you know, it was a busy place. But how do you support each other through the parenting phase is um, step in to help with the kids in the house to relieve your spouse's pressure or whatever it may look mm-hmm. like. Like, you know, I know you probably have your roles. You kind of settle by this, by a parenting phase. You kind of have your yeah. roles. Gabe mows the lawn. He keeps the, the garage cleaned up. He, you know, that kind of thing. I do. He does the dishes. I clean the house. I do the floors. I do the laundry. You kind of settle into yeah. kind of your, your thing. But, but when you see your spouse's way down, step into maybe their world and help out a little bit. Step in and help out a little bit. Um, communicate the weekly schedule I think is really important. Like what's going on this week? Because when you have young kids and you have sports or you have music or you have church, we've always been highly involved in church. Um, just all that kind of stuff and work and stuff. We need to be clear on what the schedule looks like so everybody's on the same page. And don't be afraid to ask for help. When you're in the parenting phase and you need a date night or you need help from your spouse or you need help from your mom or your dad or whoever's around your best friend, anybody, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like if you're going to hit the wall, ask for help. Um, we don't want you so tired that you become sick mm-hmm. or you become depressed or you start neglecting things that need to get done. So don't be afraid to ask for help and and always be clear on your rules on who's responsible for what. I think that's really helpful. By this phase, you generally know that, but I think it's important to have that. But don't be afraid to jump into each other's worlds to help out if we need to. Um, love on your kids, but don't neglect your spouse. Mm. Um, keep making your marriage a priority. Um, even though the kids take up so much of your time and energy, I think it's really important to still continue to make each other a priority, um, pursue each other, keep dating. You're going to feel a lot more like mom and dad in this space than a married couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but just hold on, keep going. It goes by fast. It go, and I know you've heard that. And I know if you have young kids, you're like, nope, I don't believe it. And I didn't believe it either. But all my kids are grown. Yeah. All my kids are grown and I miss the kid phases. I miss parenting them. I miss it a lot. And so um so it goes by fast, but um it's worth it. Just yeah, get, hold it on, is. hold on. You'll yeah. make it. <laughs> you just said something though that I think is really key and that is um if you notice that your spouse is tired. Mm-hmm. Most of us we're tired. We're like, oh, yeah, how can yeah. I notice if they're tired? I'm yeah. tired." But there's something about just paying a little bit of attention to um, your spouse and like, seriously, like, are do they move with energy? Mm-hmm. Is there normal positive vibe in their voice? Um, you know, are they having trouble getting out of bed? Are they, yeah. are they f- a little crankier than usual? I mean, I'm, I know there's many times I've been a little crankier than usual. Just maybe there's the pressure of work and kids and marriage and money and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So how do you then intercede a little bit? Yeah, I think you can help out, but I also think maybe you should grant your spouse a break. Mm-hmm. Maybe be like, you know what? Why don't you just go walk around the mall for a couple hours? Mm-hmm. Go get a foot massage. Here's 20 bucks, you know, 25 bucks. I mean, you know, do something. Maybe maybe let's go this Saturday. Just drive out to the beach for the day. Mm-hmm. Watch the sunset just for a break. We'll find the kids a day, uh, child yeah. care, you know, something like that. But I think that's important too. Yeah, because those little breaks yeah. go a long ways oh, when so much you're when in you have the littles. grind like that. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think maybe even working together, we're talking about let's go through the planning together. Let's also go through the budget together because if we can make sure that we have just a little bit of breathing room with money, then we can go, hey, at least once a month, we know we're going to go out on a really good date night. You know, the other ones might be Taco Bell, but we're going to go on a really good date night. And it's and it's not just going to be dinner. We're going to go do dinner plus a walk, dinner plus yeah. some time. 
dinner plus dessert or something yeah. and it was like extended time um where you know but that takes money we all know that because because yeah. child care is very expensive and and when you are in the parenting phase sometimes you don't have a lot of money no. <laughs> it's all tied up yeah so, so you gotta get creative you, you gotta put it away uh, yeah. you've always been really good at stashing cash she's a cash <laughs> stasher and so sometimes uh she'll be like i'm out of money but she's not really out of money because she has another compartment of cash that she's been stashing but i never ask about that because i got that from my mom usually yeah i know usually that's reserved for something special either for another person or for us often for us so I've yeah. learned that if she says I'm out of money in a way for me that's like it's a good sign because that means oh she's put money away into a special mm-hmm. place and now something special is coming so it's kind of fun to think about that but yeah so in the grind in the parenting phase those are some ways to support and um, God bless all of you who are in that phase right now <laughs> we are actually just moving out of that phase into yes. the next phase number three is the empty nest phase yeah. uh, where maybe it feels kind of like the freedom phase in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have our, our our youngest is still at home technically, but, um, he's, but he's so independent. He's so independent and he's we have more freedom than ever. <laughs> and so we actually go all over the place all the time, more than we ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this season is marked a little bit with grief because you're, yeah, you're moving out of this you know, routine, predictable, lots of activity, lots yeah. of noise in the house, just nonstop, you know, parenting stuff into sometimes yeah. this, un, you know, in a way, unwanted quiet. Right. right. Well, I mean, when Caleb walked across the graduation yeah. stage, yeah. I started bawling. Yeah, you did. Because you're like, this marks a change in our whole life. And it does, you know, My there's baby. Been so much investment, so much time. Um, and so I think, you know, the the important thing there is to recognize is your spouse carrying a burden with that and then can we carry it together um a lot of times in fact you know that the a couple of common times when people get divorced is two and 22 two years after marriage because the honeymoon was great and then (laughs) after that it got bad because then the real work started 22 (laughs) because the honeymoon was great and the parenting was great, but the couple never actually developed a marriage. Right. And it was it was just parenting together. They were co-parents. They weren't actually a married couple, really. They weren't one. And so I think mm-hmm. in the empty nest phase, we've got to refocus back on that, keeping the marriage hot, keeping us one. Um, by now, we have matured in our likes and dislikes. We have um, found our lane kind of. And so a lot of couples go, great, I know my lane. Oh, me too. But it's not actually going the same right. way. And so we got to bring ourselves back together. Yeah. I think Revelation chapter 2, verse 5 is, is great. It says, look how far you've fallen. Turn back and do the works you did at first. At Jesus first. is actually talking about uh, himself, God, a relationship with God, and how sometimes that grows cold. What do you do to solve it? You go back and do the things you did at first. But the same thing with marriage. Go back and do the things you did at first. What do we do at first? Well, we were broke. We were poor. Um, but we spent time together. Yeah, we pursued each other we and we were passionate. We pursued each other, yeah. yeah. We found joy in the simple things. You know, we um, it was a delight to uh, have a few minutes in the evening together. You know, it was it was fun to uh, go on a first vacation, just to make a new memory, mm-hmm. you know. Simple, simple things. Mm-hmm. And so go back and do the things you did first. Um, or that's, a, that's a way that we can... Make sure that we keep it hot in the season when many couples are 
finding a mm-hmm. different path, you know, unfortunately yeah, finding a different love mm-hmm. and betraying their covenant, their, their contract before God, their, their vows to their spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do that? Well, a couple of things. One is to, in this phase, how do you support your spouse to create new shared pursuits and goals? Um, because kids are less a part of your daily routine. So you can't depend on all this activity taking up your energy in many ways you might not feel like it because you might feel tired from all these years of parenting, but you have more energy that's going to be idle if you don't point it toward unity, if you don't point it toward a new shared goal. And um, the question is, what are you going to do with that energy? We just got back this week from kind of actually, a, a, it was a weird it was a weird dichotomy. It was like supposed to be a few days of rest, but it was actually really busy. But we got to spend some time in a really nice location called Sisters, Oregon. And we bumped into accidentally our friends, John and Jennifer, who are um, about our age and whose kids are about our kids' age. And they're in the same phase. And so they're kind of like, at, they're a little ahead of us at this mm-hmm. phase of going like reinventing themselves in some ways. And one of the things that we both commented on was they have bought this travel trailer <laughs> and they've got this whole new kind of thing they're doing, but they're doing it together and they're yeah. discovering it together. And it's kind of like they're reinventing their life together. And there's something really appealing cool. about that. Yeah. yeah, it's great because it's not he's doing his thing and she's doing her thing. It's like they are discovering together what their next season of life looks like. Mm-hmm. And there's something really beautiful about that. So yeah. I want to encourage you to help each other find your next doesn't mean you always work at the same place or you know (laughs) but the idea would be you're on a journey together and so you're going to help each other find your next and um one of the things that i personally try to look for and i know she looks for melissa looks for in me is what makes your eyes light up in this phase you know what gets you excited what makes you go "Ooh, i want to do that um for us one of the things we share in common we love to travel and we love to find new adventures and some of those things we also love to invest in people and so I can see that, you know, Melissa just mentioned to me something this week that um, got her fired up was she started a new ladies group. And she said, I love doing those ladies groups, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's fun to watch her go, ooh, that lights her up, mm-hmm. you know. So finding those things where in this phase, we're going to continue to, you know, one of the things I've been disillusioned about as a empty nester almost, <laughs> I thought parenting adults was going to be free. Mm, no. <sighs> It is not free. <laughs> and so there's and all bigger. these surprises. Bigger. It's different, bigger. you know. More responsibility. And yeah, more responsibility. Still money involved. Bigger uh, failures. Yes. So you're a little more and, scared. you know, it's kind of like less influence, <laughs> but more concern. And it's yeah. just a weird thing. So now we're kind of like yeah. partnering with each other to go, like, we're in this together. And now we have a little more time on our own. So how do we reinvent ourselves and support one another in the journey? So that's the that's the third phase that we're in right now. All right. Well, and the last one, and I didn't exactly know how to explain this, so I went with surprise needs phase. (laughs) And let me explain it. Let me unpack it a little bit. Because um, there's a lot of surprises as you get older, and you're not exactly sure how to navigate them. So it made me think of the surprise needs phase, made me think of the vows. Like, I, Mm. Melissa, take you, Gabe, for better, worse, Mm -hmm. richer, poorer, Um, you know, sickness and health, Mm -hmm. that whole thing. And just thinking about my commitment is till death do us part, like literally surprises and all. Mm -hmm. And so we make these vows, right? We stand up in front of our family, friends, God, and we make these vows. And then when we do get a surprise, we're like, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) This was surprising. I didn't think we were going to have to struggle. I didn't think you were going to get sick. 
I didn't think this or that. And that's a concern. And as we get older, there's more aches and pains. Maybe someone's moving slower. Maybe someone's forgetting things more. I'm not going to say which one is forgetting things because hey, hey, it's hey. actually me. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, maybe one of you gets really sick. Uh, Gabe's dad had cancer and mm-hmm. died in a hospital bed twice. Mm-hmm. His wife, Melody. Came back from. Came back. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Obviously came back. Came back and his yeah. wife was so supportive mm-hmm. and always there always checking up his total advocate. I mean, she was amazing and Mm -hmm. she's so patient with his limitations now because it had slowed him down and she's done such a good job navigating this extreme sickness. He was very, very sick with cancer and um, she's just done a good job navigating that and just really owning up to those vows, you know, Yeah. no matter what. Um, Maybe you have an aging parent that's going to require more attention and, and that's that can be a stress on the marriage. Uh, maybe you get laid off from your job. That is a surprise. Sometimes that happens. The older we get and you've been on this track for many, many years and all of a sudden it's gone. You're like, what am I supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. Surprise. Um, maybe one of you is, is starting menopause. <laughs> <laughs> it's gay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe someone's having a midlife crisis. I mean, there's a lot of surprises in a marriage. Hey, I do not buy all those convertibles because of that. No, convertibles. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there was one, wasn't there? There were a couple. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there's many surprises in a lifetime. Think of a lifetime. There's some stuff that's going to pop up that's going to be a surprise. So how do you navigate that? How do you support your spouse through that? Well, first, stick together. <laughs> Don't yeah. give up. It's so easy to give up when the surprises happen. Well, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. So I'm out. You know, no. Stick together. Ask for help. Like literally ask for help. If your spouse is very, very sick or something like that, ask for help. Find resources is another one. Find resources. I mean, maybe there's counseling. Maybe there's a different hospital. Maybe there's specialists. Maybe there's something, because I have no idea what the surprise could be of the sickness, but there might be a resource that could help you guys. And then, of course, sticking together through that is so, so important. And cheer each other on no matter what the surprise is. I mean, I will be Gabe's cheerleader until death do us part, no matter what happens. And he needs to know that. And so it reminds me of Mark 10, 9 that says, let no one split apart what God has joined together. No one, nothing, no big surprise should tear us apart. So don't split up even when it gets really hard. It will pass. I look at these couples Hmm. that have been married 40, 50 years. They have gone through some stuff. They have, it hasn't always been, oh, this has been easy and great. It's always been struggle and life changes happen and the older you get the the slower you're moving and the and the harder things can get and we're not quite at that phase yet but um but i see little glimmers of it happening sometimes when i get out of bed in the morning and i'm moving really slow to the bathroom and i'm like what's happening right now but we got to stick together and help each other get through all the surprises so that was that's that so phase. good yeah i mean and through all of this i think the commonality is we made a commitment if you're married and you said your vows to your spouse you made a commitment not just to them but primarily to god yeah. to say look this is this institution is from you and we're taking it mm-hmm. as a gift from you and it is a commitment for life and so yeah. your vow is yeah we're going to support one another through all these phases yeah. as frustrating as they might be as joyous <laughs> as they might be you know sometimes as disconnecting as they could be yeah. how do you find a way to support one another and come back together that's right um 
So that that was great. Thank you for all mm-hmm. that you shared. And thank you for listening to what we shared today. We hope this has been uh, an encouragement to you. We'd love to hear some comments and some feedback, some questions. So throw that in the in the comments, of course. We'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast. And, uh, and we'd love for you to share it with somebody else. And we'd love for you to join us next month because we always want to give you a little boost for your marriage.